0: Welcome to another episode of Crosstalk. Here I'm John Wayne, and as always, joined with me is my uh, partner in study, and you know, just a man known worldwide for his hair care routine, uh, <laughs> Captain and Pastor Jonathan. How are you, sir?
1: Good. the 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 trick is the repeat.
0: You, you... <laughs> right? Repeat, repeat, trick. repeat. Um. Yeah we we've been off for a little bit. Uh. Our church. Our our Business, we get very busy during the Christmas season. Um, And so that was the last time we put anything out, but we're circling back around for a new year of podcasting. We actually have almost the whole year planned, uh, (laughs) if our guests can believe it. Um, And so uh, each month uh, we'll be diving into some interesting topics with interesting guests uh, and look forward to introducing our listeners to uh, some amazing people who. by worldly accounts might not be considered experts uh, in things, but by their life and their character have proven that they they know something, they got something. Uh, and we invite these guests to bring their something uh, in for what we hope is a fruitful and helpful conversation for our listeners. Um, whether you attend our flock or whether you've got a flock of your own and you just happen upon this on Facebook or Spotify, uh, you know we, definitely pray uh, that everything we do is fruitful and helpful to you. And so uh, speaking of prayer, that's what we're talking about for this month. Um, We've got a a lineup of guests that will be joining us and talking about, uh, uh, not this month, prayer this episode. I apologize. Um, Spiritual disciplines is this month. Uh, And so each week, uh, this week being prayer, we'll look at a different spiritual discipline and talk about uh, what it looks like, why it matters, and um, also uh, what what we do to f- foster a desire for spiritual disciplines. Uh, even the name is kind of intimidating, spiritual disciplines. Uh, it doesn't sound like something you want to do or should be eager to do, but it's something uh, necessary and important to our faith uh, and being who we are. And so uh, we... Uh, invited the the man we both kind of unanimously thought of in our own right. Like when we were going down the list of topics and everything, we both had the same name in mind. And of course, no pressure on him, but he's he's got quite the reputation uh, preceding him. But we have the lovely Julio de Silva with us. How are you,
2: sir? I'm doing great. How about yourself?
0: Good. Uh, so glad that you uh, decided to join us. Um, you know, you you have. I'm sure plenty of things to do. We all uh, have our, our ministries and our programs and everything that keeps us so busy. So if
2: <clears throat> take time to join us. Thank you for that. It is a pleasure to be here. And uh, wow, I feel so honored and uh, I feel, you know, humbled for this opportunity that you guys are going to give me, you know. Um, when I was a cadet, and I don't know if you remember, Jonathan, um, we had Dalton Cunningham come in to speak to us in one of the spiritual uh, weekends. And Major Dalton Cunningham said, you know, I don't know how to do a lot of things, but I know how to love God and I know how to love people. You know, I come to you this morning to say that using his words, because that made a huge impact on my life right away when I was a candidate. I don't know how to do a lot of things, okay? I'm not an expert in finance or administration What whatsoever. I love administration, I love business, but I'm not an expert on that. But, uh, and I don't know, I still learning how to do a lot of things, but I know how to love people. Amen. I know how to love the Lord and, and I love prayer. You know, I love prayer. Prayer is, is part of my life. Uh, it's, you know, and I feel so honored to be invited to share this episode of this podcast with you guys. Um, if you allowed me, I would love to start this podcast on prayer, <laughs> praying because if we are going to talk about prayer, let's pray, right? So, if absolutely, you, I would absolutely. love to just start in praying, prayer. Lord, you are welcoming this place. You are welcoming this platform. You are welcome, Holy Spirit. We welcome you to this place, Lord Jesus. Father God, we welcome you in this place. um moving power, move in your, in, in your way, may your kingdom come, may your will be done in this place, in our lives, and in the lives of those who will be hearing this podcast, Lord. <clears throat> we exalt you, we worship you, we adore you, we depend on you, and Father, we choose today to live for you, we choose to walk in. With the vine, we choose to abide in the vine, we choose to glorify you. And Lord, may everything that we say and do um, in this podcast bring joy to your heart and a smile to your face. May you be glorified, Lord. May you be exalted. We lift your name, Jesus, above every other name. And we um, bow on our knees and we crown you as the Lord of this nation, the Lord of this world, the Lord of our lives the Lord of our ministries, so we crown you, uh, Jesus, as the Lord of all, the King of kings. And uh, Lord, we pray that you use these to bless our hearts, to edify your church, and maybe bring somebody to the knowledge of Jesus as the Lord. Yes. Is we pray all of these in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks, brother. And, Thank and, you. and, and that's why we got him, folks. Um, well, for those that might be, uh, unfamiliar, maybe new to crosstalk, um, in, in podcast form, um, again, I'm John, uh, and with me is Jonathan. We're pastors, uh, uh, here and do ministry here in Augusta, Georgia with the Salvation Army Croc Center. Um, but, uh, for, for our listeners as well, Julio, uh, you want to introduce and tell a little bit about who you are, what you do, <clears throat> and all of that good stuff?
2: Yes, um. I'm Captain Julio da Silva, and together with my wife, Major Lucy da Silva, we are the court officer the pastors for the uh, Salvation Army branch in Williamsburg, Virginia. We moved here two years ago, and we love this place. Williamsburg is is an awesome place to live in. It's a beautiful community. And to be honest with you, we love being pastors. We love being yeah. court officers. Yeah. We love getting our hands dirty and, you know, to visit people and to get to know our community. Um, yeah. There is no better meaning to be than, you know, just to be Jesus' hands and feet uh, and to be the front line of the battle here. And, you mm-hmm. know, God chose us to be uh, court officers, leaders of the Salvation Army in the city of Williamsburg for such time as this where we're seeing so many good stuff happening and we we don't take that lightly or for granted.
0: Yeah. It's Amazing stuff. Um, well, to dive in here, um, <clears throat> I guess, and I'll, I'll start with you, Jonathan, since you've been quiet. Uh, <laughs> Which is fair. <rare. laughs> but to right. just, yeah, to be fair, yeah. Uh, but no, to, to just kind of dive in, um, ha, what, what sort of role would you say prayer plays in your daily walk your daily life Uh, what does it look like Uh,
1: yeah yeah I mean for for me prayer is is as much not saying anything as it is speaking right just praying and asking uh, for guidance I think is a big piece of that a lot of times uh, when I pray you know I'll pray Sometimes in the commute in, right, because it's about 20 minutes to get uh, to to uh, the work from where I live. And so I'll pray with my eyes open um, on the way okay. in. And, and many times, you know, I'll, I'll pray uh, for guidance. I'll pray for uh, my family. Sometimes, uh, you know, I have a list, an ongoing list where people say, hey, can you pray for me, that kind of thing. But then also, you know, a big one for me that's every day is God, just give me one just give me one to love today. Mm. Uh, and, and he continually does that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it plays a big part in, 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 I don't know that you can know God without prayer.
0: Mm. I mean, I, I think that's fairly biblical. It's, it's hard to to know and be in yeah. relationship with uh, anyone and not spend time with them. Right. And that that's definitely, yeah. And there's that
1: tuning, right? That that fine tuning of. I thought that was silent. Sorry. <laughs> there's that fine tuning of uh, fine tuning of of understanding the voice of God. And if you're not spending time in prayer, how can you understand the voice of God? You, you can't. Absolutely.
0: <clears throat> um, that makes me think of uh, a band that I follow. I enjoy called Wolves at the Gate, um, and they released an album uh, a few years back called Five by Five, uh, which is an odd name in general. But when you hear them explain what they're talking about, Five by Five is a clear radio signal, and the whole emphasis of their album was what you were talking about—that sort of tuning between radio stations to find that one <clears throat> clear signal uh, for for guidance, for for direction, and everything—and so. Uh, Thinking of prayer that way, uh, kind of shaped uh, my understanding of it uh, for sure as well. <clears throat> what about what about you, Julia? What's prayer like for you on
2: a regular basis? Um, wow, I think we could spend forty-five minutes just talking about what prayer is, right? And I know that you you posed some questions for us to reflect, but uh, prayer for me, it is something that it doesn't start with me. You know, um, as a Christian, I have an un- understanding that no proper pro- proper action starts with me. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick Warren, in his book, The Purpose of Driven Life, he talks about is not about me. So when I think about prayer, I think that is not something that I started, but it is something that started in the heart of God. Does it make sense? Because yeah. when we look, God created heaven and earth. Yeah. Right? And from Genesis 1, when he said, uh, we see the God tree in one day, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit talking among themselves and say let us make man according to our image and our likeness. So we see in Romans that God's uh, purpose before the foundation of the world, when he dreamed to build these galaxy to build the universe. He started having a big family, you know, Romans 8 uh, shows that, that he predestined everything. And, you know, we get nervous when we hear that word, (laughs) predestined. But when God formed the heaven and earth, he wants one big family according to the likeness of Jesus Christ. Yeah. He designed us to be like Jesus. Right, and that's part of us praying. When I pray, I I don't initiate this. This was born in the heart of God. God designed us to be in tune with Him. God designed us to be wired with Him. So there is this desire inside of us to get in tune. Like one of you guys said about praying, just be—I think it was you, Jonathan—praying is that being tune with God, and that's what prayer is. Do you know that everybody on the first of Earth pray, Buddhists pray. You know, uh, uh, followers of Krishna pray, followers yeah. of Confucius pray. Yeah. You know, mo- uh, uh, Muslim they pray. Everybody, no matter what religion they belong, they pray because they understand that need of getting in touch with the divine. Mm-hmm. St. Augustine said that religion is really, Gary, is connect human with the divine. Mm -hmm. So everybody on the first earth, they pray. The only people that don't pray are stones or or trees or animals, but every human, they pray. The question is if they pray or not. The question is, do they pray to the right God? Mm -hmm. And here we have... We are part of this creation of God, created by this creator. And I see prayer, first of all, as a privilege. Yeah. I have the privilege to get to know my creator. He created Amen. me. He put inside of me this desire to seek him. But I seek him today because he seeked me first. The word of God said that God emptied himself. He left his glory and he came here to become a human being. What is any other God than the first of earth that you see them live in their glory and become like us? So prayer doesn't start with me. Or Prayer starts in the heart of God. That was his design for me to get to know him. I love music. I don't play the instrument. But one of my uh favorite music it is called in the secret <clears throat> that was part of the vineyard movement and the song says in the secret in the quiet place in the students you are there in the secret in the choir oh, all will i wait only for you because i want to know you more i want to know you i want to hear your voice i want to know you more i want to touch you i want to see your face I want to know you more and that's what prayer is I want to know him more I want to see his face I want to hear his voice I want to touch him but I do this because he first did that for me Amen. I yeah. love him because he first loved me yeah. I see Him because he came to earth to seek and find the lost
1: you have an amazingly beautiful voice
2: um <laughs> oh, so I was gonna and say I, I wanted
1: to harmonize, but I'm like, oh I'll mess that up. So
0: <laughs> I think I'm gonna request that all future crosstalk guests serenade us at some point. Absolutely. I, I,
1: I love your point, right? The the God initiates. I love that. That's an amazingly poignant yeah. Uh, Well, point.
2: yeah. So when I think about prayer, I think that was something that God initiated. He invited me to seek Him because He seeks me first. We see that in the Garden when Eden, um, every day God came yeah. to meet His creation. Another thing that I, when I think about prayer, I think that God, as this powerful God, Creator of heaven and earth, God Almighty, right? He invites me to participate in what He is doing on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, God could save. Everybody in the blink of the eyes, right? He could. God could mend every heart on earth. God could heal every people on earth. God could feed people in the blink of the eyes. But what he does, when I look at the Bible, I see this God who created men calling them to a relationship. So I don't see prayer as a ritual. I see prayer as a relationship. Amen. With this God, this amazing God who invites Jonathan, who invites John, who invites Julio <clears throat> to relate with him first, to get to know him first through prayer because he initiated that. He created me, he created us for that relationship. And second of all, we are co laborers with God. Amen. He invites us to participate in what he's doing on earth. This is powerful, y'all. Mm-hmm. This show, do you like my accent, by, by, <laughs> by the way, y'all? <laughs> Another thing is God... It's the south
1: side of Brazil, right?
2: That's right.
0: <laughs> Everybody's got a south somewhere.
2: I know. <laughs> God is inviting us to take place in what he's doing on earth. You know, today we pray God reveal his heart for justice. So we yeah. pray for social justice. God reveal his heart for the poor. So we pray and we feed the poor. God revealed his desire to serve the lost. So we pray for the lost. So everything that we do in partnership with God, he initiated for us. He revealed first. He invited us first. So prayer is not about us, it is about this. Relationship with God is not a ritual. It is a privilege. It is an act of, I express my love for Him because He loved me first. I Express my dependence on Him because He invited me to abide in the vine, like John fifteen said. I don't want to preach here, y'all, but oh not man, no. oh, that's, so that's, why we, that's why it's we invite huge. you. This is huge. You know. Amen.
0: Well, and and I think you're <clears throat> you're already getting to the the big point that. Uh, it's not hard to make, but certainly want to get to with prayer is that it, it's not just a thing to do. It's it's not just uh, something we do at a certain part of the service and that we do before meals. Um, you know, I was talking with uh, someone recently uh, and, and just talking about, you know, relationship dynamics, dating and all that other stuff. And it's just like, you know, if you think about it as a chore of having to take this person uh, out that you like, like, um if you think of it as just something you have to do because of the labels you give yourself as boyfriend girlfriend and all that um there's really no love in that Mm. you know there's all there's all the steps there's the thing that look like a relationship but there's no actual relationship versus you know when you are wrapped up in your affections for someone uh you want to do those things you want and and you consider it a privilege like thank you for letting me take you out you know those sorts of things and um I think that's a big piece missing for a lot of Christians sometimes in our relationship with God. As we go to church, we say the prayers, we we do things and check off the list, but we don't necessarily uh, do it out of a place of love. We do it out of a place of obligation. Yeah, and then we wonder why maybe well, but my prayers aren't getting answered and nothing nothing's really changing. But I'm doing all the things. What's wrong? Um, but you know, we have to accept that it it does start from and come from and is because of God. Yeah. You know, I, I love that. That's where you started out because Paul talks about that. Like, the the ability to even accept God's grace, Paul says, is from God. Mm. The 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 fact that we even have the opportunity to change comes from God. He not only provides the opportunity, but he gives us the way to make the choice. And same thing with prayers. It's not it. You know. It starts from him desiring that closeness with us. Yes. And when when we start from that, when we see it, like you said, in that grandiose spectacle of God wanting to be with us, of course I want to be close to him. Of course I want to spend time with him. Of course I want to, you know, have the kind of life that he wants for me. Um, And so it's certainly a a mindset shift, which, funnily enough, I think comes from praying comes from that closeness with god
1: yeah i I like the two as we're talking about spiritual disciplines this month and as we go through the the next couple of weeks i like the relationship above ritual because so often spiritual disciplines become this this ritual right you you look at and there are certainly religions that very much focus on the ritual of doing it this many times and facing a certain direction and all that and i love the The relationship, the why is always more important than the what.
2: Yes. Absolutely. And and I, you know, I'm so glad that you guys are doing this podcast on spiritual disciplines, because you know, when we look at spiritual disciplines, when we look at prayer, all of those disciplines, they are means of grace. Yeah. Right? They don't have power in themselves, but they put us in a place where the grace of God can meet us and change us. Mm. So it sounds a cliche when we say that prayer don't only change things, but change us. That is true. That is true because when we pray, we are putting ourselves in that sacred sacred space. We are putting ourselves in contact with this creator of heaven and earth Abba Father, you know that we are allowing him not only to change things but to change us. So when we pray for the lost, when we pray for the poor, when we are praying for this world to be seized, we are not only par- partnering with God and changing situations and changing events and changing other people's lives, but we are also being changed mm-hmm. because that's what these spiritual disciplines are they are means of grace they put us on a place where God can change us
0: yeah
2: and, the, and arguably that's
0: that's the biggest thing we should want to to get out of that relationship is that likeness to Christ that 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 change in ourselves um, you know I think so often when we do Center prayer, on changing things or doing things,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the part of the reason it misses the mark is because you know it, it's such a relational thing that it's it's meant to change you in such a way that you change your environment, you change your situations because you have been changed. You know, I, I had someone make that point to me a few years back, and it's changed how I kind of see how I pray and how I approach that in the aspect of. You know, have you ever thought about when you pray for your circumstances to change that it starts with you changing and thereby then you changing your environment? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, well, and a lot of a lot of conversations so far uh, on what prayer is and kind of looks like. And and one thing, too, uh, certainly for our, our listeners to remember is uh, with all spiritual disciplines, there is sort of this bar there is this sort of this is what it is but then there's also Mm -hmm. what it looks like for you and for your relationship with God because each and everybody listening to this each and every one of us here talking about it we're unique in our ways uh we're unique in how God created us and so while certainly we might all pray uh in one way the same then there's times in our relationship with God that it's completely unique to us and so um the this isn't meant to be, I think, a one, two, three, how to pray. That's right. Guidebook. But you, you have to have that relationship for yourself.
2: That's right.
0: Um, and, and honestly, it's such a more beautiful thing when we walk into our <clears throat> own relationship with God instead of depending on, uh, you know, depending on a podcast or depending on our pastor for uh, that relationship.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but, you know, um- you, John, you, Jonathan, and myself, and all the, the leaders, right? We have a responsibility of teaching our people how to pray. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw that when the disciples saw Jesus praying, they saw that there was something different. And got to the point that they saw that that was more than just a ritual because they were used to rituals. They were used right. to pray. But right. they saw that they saw intimacy, they saw closeness, yeah. they saw power, they saw authority. And they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Yeah. And right there, Jesus opened up a new concept for them because God Jesus introduced to them the fatherhood of God. They were used to pray for these. Yahweh, right? The creator of heaven and earth. And Jesus said, when you pray, go to your closet and say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But when he used that word, you know, Father, was he opened the concept of the fatherhood of God, that God is a close God, that he's Emmanuel, that he's Father, that he's Abba, that it's all about relationship. Yes. So I see prayer also as a language that we learn. You will not see, uh, it it scares me when you guys say, oh, uh, we invited you because we think that you are an expert in prayer. Well, uh, I don't know about that, but I believe that there is no PhD in prayer. I believe prayer is a language that we learn. Mm. When I came to the U.S. in 2003, I I barely could speak English. So how did I learn English? And I'm still in the process of learning this crazy language. (laughs) But... (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) How did I learn? I learned by listening Mm. people to speak. Mm. When you you guys, you know, um, those who are parents know that, how do our children learn how to speak? They listen, first of all, right? So they copy you. We use repetition. So they copy, they repeat what they are listening to us to say. And they grow from there. It is a learning process. We have to teach our folks how to pray. Mm. By teaching them, by praying, the problem is, we need more people who are passionate about prayer, y'all. Yeah. We need to I I spend all my pastoral time on, on Sunday. I teach people how to pray. And by I use an acronym, you know, that I have in my in my in my cell phone. I, I do my devotion through using the um Show 365, the app. Mm-hmm. And they use an acronym that says prayer. You know, P stands for pausing and preparing our hearts to, you know, to listen to God, to be still in his presence. R stands for reflecting in God's goodness. What he, who he is, what he's done. A, in asking, asking God for other people and asking God for ourselves. And why using to his will. So every Sunday when I'm leading the prayer time, right, the pastoral prayer i go through that acronym every sunday every sunday because what i'm doing here i'm using repetition so from the kids to the old i'm allowing them to learn through repetition okay but we can also they can learn how to pray by seeing us praying they can learn how to pray by us sharing resources with them i have a lot of books on prayer i every time that i see a new book on teaching how to pray the name of God, how to pray uh, a, a effective prayer, how to fight demons and darkness. I, I buy because I want to continue growing this language, mm. this communication. The problem is people get bored because they, they don't know how to pray. Hello. Prayer is exciting. Yes, I can struggle with prayer. Yes. But let me ask a question john do you struggle coming to work uh, I, I know that you may not answer that because you have your boss there <laughs> <laughs> but when you wake up in the morning do you every day in the morning you feel pumped up to go to work no i didn't want to come to office today i was tired yesterday was a long day mm. i want to be in bed but i made myself to come to work mm. it's the same thing with prayer can I struggle with prayer? Yes. And we need to allow people to struggle with prayer.
1: Yeah,
2: But we need to tell them and teach them, it is okay to struggle with prayer. It is okay to wrestle with prayer. But prayer is like a muscle. The more I use, the more I exercise, the more I will avoid uh, atrophy and right. death of the muscles in my body. The more I pray, the more I exercise, the more I'll grow, the more I'll become stronger in that habit. But we also should allow people to struggle with prayer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and what I, I love about the illustration is exactly mm-hmm. like what you're talking about. I, I think so many people get to a point where they can lift 20 pounds and then they stop.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so so many people are just going to the gym and staying on 20 pounds and and never going up to 25, mm-hmm. never going to 30. Mm-hmm. And, and And that's really what it is like. The greatest role we all have as faithful, and it doesn't matter what role you play in church, uh, what degree you may have or what seminary you went to, we're all learners. We are all children of God, and it's the greatest illustration because it shows we're always going to be in that process. And so, you know, if we start to find that, well, this isn't dynamic anymore, this isn't interesting anymore, you know, maybe that's a sign that we have progress to make. We have another step to go. Um, You know, the Bible talks often about, you know, growing from going from milk, you know, baby's food to to meat to to man's uh, or woman's food, you know, like to to constantly be improving and growing and getting closer uh, to God. And so, yeah, I mean, but like like you said, one of one of the biggest things that I think leaders can provide witness to is the days when it's not easy to pray, the days when uh, it's not as exciting, but we do it anyway because of who God is. Yeah. Which centers right back to where you started, Julio, with, you know, it starts with God. It it, it starts with his initiation for this relationship. Yeah. I,
1: I, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I
1: agree. I, I think it's, uh, I, I like it's so many good, points. I mean, so many good points. I, I like the idea, too, of like we're all on this path a little further or a little farther. Harry, <clears behind. throat> the holiness path, right, of being more like Christ and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide and lead us. I think the important thing for, for those that are further ahead is not to look back and say, you know, hey, what are you doing back there? Right. It is not to look back and but but to recognize, hey, I have a responsibility, being further along, to kind of, hey, how can I help, right? And, and I think part of that responsibility for those of us who are leaders in the church is to be who we are. Yes. And not have to hide behind <clears throat> being holy. You, you know yeah. what I mean? And what I mean fully by that is not, not having to always put on a face like, no, today was a
0: rough day. Right. But God still reigns.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, again, some of the greatest witness I've ever seen that challenged my own faith uh, from other Christians is when they do it anyway. Yeah. Um, We spent some time, oddly enough, praying uh, with our young people this past week because, you know, we're getting ready for youth councils. And uh, the theme for us uh, here in Georgia is even if and it's based on one of my favorite scriptures about when Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego are, are going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. And they say our God has the power to save us. But even if he doesn't, yeah. we will still not bow down to you, King. Yeah. And I, I love it so much in that even if faith and we spent time talking and praying about that, that we would have that kind of even if faith that that genuine faith that sees the circumstances for what they are but reminds our circumstances
2: who are mm-hmm. you know and so I, I love I love all of that yeah you know we all heard that quote that says pray hardest when it is hardest to pray mm-hmm. you know um, many times I in my life I, you know, we always struggle with deserts, right? We have deserts in our lives where it's almost like you don't hear God speaking or you go through crisis, you go through hard moments, you know. I heard someone said PUSH and I say PUSH and they say yes, it's an acronym who stands for pray until something happens. So, uh, some days I woke up and, you know, I may not know how to pray, I may not know what to say. So, what do you do when those days come that you don't know how to pray? That you are finding a crisis, you are in the midst of a depression, okay? You are suffering with anxiety, you are suffering with so many evil in our world. And you are having dark moments. What do you do? How do you pray in a crisis? How do you pray in those moments? Okay? We have to answer those questions to our folks. Okay? Many days, I, I remember when my mom almost lost her legs because she was diabetic. And that were the six months more dark in the darkest six months in my life, because I had lost my grandma, my granny, my aunt and an uncle in six months. And I was about to lose my mom because, she, you know, she was close to, to, to die and I was mad at God. I was grieving the possibility of losing my mom. I was mad at God, y'all. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> what do you do when you go to those times of crisis? You push. You push yourself. You know, and many times I didn't know what to say, but I could listen to a song. I could sing, I had my song book. I, I look for songs that could be my prayer. Many times I, I, I remember, I, I just did this, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, and I was calling upon his name, Jesus, Jesus. And I'm not lying y'all. just calling upon his name. That name filled my soul. Mm. Yeah. Many times I didn't know what to say, what to pray, and I started singing a song, and the Holy Spirit met me right there. Yeah. So when you don't know what to pray in hard moments in crisis, open your mouth and you sing. And I say, Lord, even if the fig tree don't give fruit, I will remain praising you. Even in the darkness moments, I will continue praising you. Even in the moments of my depression or my struggles or my anxieties or my doubts, I will still pressing. I will still pushing. I will pray until something happens. And you keep calling upon that name. That is power in the name of Jesus. And mm. you keep calling on that name because He will come and rescue you in the midst of your desert, in the midst of your pain, in the midst. Oh boy, how will He understand pain? Mm. Yes, He understand pain. Are you being rejected? He understands rejection. Are you feeling that you are in dark moments? Guess what? In the Garden of Gethsemane was a dark moment in his life. So keep praying. Keep trusting. Don't give up. Keep praying. Keep trusting. Even in the darkest moment of your life, It is okay that you are struggling with depression. It is okay that you are struggling with anxiety. It is okay to have feelings that sometimes you don't feel accepted, that you don't feel loved, that you feel like a trash, you feel like a failure. It is okay, but he doesn't want you to remain there. He wants you to keep pushing, pushing, pray until something happens. Cry out to him. I love the story of failures in the Bible because I can relate to that. But I see that in the midst of those failures, in the midst of those hard times, I see a God coming to rescue his people. Amen. So pray, beloved. Pray, beloved. Pray, church, until something happens.
1: Yeah. you you, you making me think of you know, this great scripture verse that talks about prayer, you know, in Philippians 4. It says, don't be anxious about anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Yes. Right? It's that kind of, yeah, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to feel anxiety. It's okay. We are broken. Right? Our sin nature has broken us. But our human nature, the nature that God created in us, right, needs. And we fill it with so many other things. Yeah. But it needs the divine. Yes. It needs the Holy Spirit. Right. Mm. Uh, this past Sunday on on uh, which you can check out on our podcast as well. Uh, this past Sunday we talked about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit makes us His dwelling place. Hallelujah. You know, and 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 with that, huge. that also affects our prayer life. Yeah, it should. Yeah. Um, and if we don't allow it, then maybe we're not trusting in where the whole It's again back to that thing where we started with you talking about God initiating if we're not allowing God initiating through the dwelling of the Holy Spirit in my life to not only initiate this prayer thing but to initiate mm-hmm. I can't make myself holy I can't give myself new life mm-hmm. I can't I can't I can't give you hope I can't do what God has asked of me I can't do any of these things without yeah. the indwelling of yes. the Holy
2: Spirit yeah and you know um a book that changed my life was practicing the presence of God by Brother yeah. Lewis. you know because that we all can do it we all can practice god's presence no matter where we are walking driving eating lunch in you know uh always posing that question lord what where are you are where are you right at this moment what are you doing how can i join you it's practicing that presence of god every day Moment by moment, I for me to live a prayer life. I don't need to be on my knees all day. I wish, but I, you know, sometimes we don't have time to be in our uh, sacred space. But I can be in His presence every moment yeah. if I just tune to myself to, yeah. to Him. You know. Yeah.
1: Right, and that speaks to another right. Pray without ceasing. I mean, we Nothing. see that in the Bible over and over again, pray without ceasing. So what does yeah. that mean? Does that mean I'm so constantly <clears throat> that that people, when I'm in meetings and things, I can't focus on the meeting? No, but that is the recognition that the yes. divine walks with me. Yes. And why would I not want to it blows me away that God decides to use me? I, I don't get it. Like yes. I'm a knucklehead. I don't get it. Uh, yes. he continually decides to use me, and so why would I not allow him, in his divine presence, uh, to to help me yeah. in that in that endeavor?
2: Yeah, and, and Jonathan, you you said something that is powerful. You know, it is. Um, you talk about brokenness. You know, there is also a song. Uh, so many songs are coming to my mind now, but there is a song from a house house of fire in Atlanta. Uh, You give me joy and says, there is beauty in my brokenness. You know, you give me joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. You know, um, what happens when we are weak to pray? I found that a few years ago that, you know, so often when we struggle in our prayer lives or when we struggle and we go through life struggling with so many things and we are weak, that's what the devil wants. The The devil wants to isolate. He wants you to be so weak that you are not going to pray anymore. Yeah. But it is okay to, to go for times of struggle. It is okay. We are not super Christians. We are, we are a human beings. We struggle. Jesus struggled in, in so many areas of his life. In, in, when he didn't see people obeying God, doing God's will, you know, yeah. he went to times of frustrations and so forth. We have a God who understands our weaknesses and our struggles. So what happens when we are too weak to pray? My heart knows that I need to pray. My mind knows that I need to pray. And discouragement, frustration, disappointment can make us weak and feeling like we need to give it up. So what do I do when I'm struggling? I can go to somebody. Mm. And I can call and say, Jonathan. And I have done that. Remember, Jonathan? (laughs) I I, I have some prayer partners, session mates that I can call. I know I can call Bruce. Williams I know that I can call Jason I know that I can call Jonathan I know that uh, I can call Ed Lee and I have some prayer partners some people that I have gathered throughout my life that I can are just I phone call away and I say brother Jonathan I'm struggling right now I'm weak and I know that Jonathan will be there for me mm-hmm. when I'm weak he's going to be strong when I don't know how to pray he's going to pray for me with me over me so yeah. We know also need to teach our folks that when they go through struggles, when they go through depression, weaknesses, you know, what, you name it, they can have someone, a big brother or a big sister that will pray over them. And we need to be vulnerable as Christian leaders when we are not feeling well. Mm. You know, I, I had one or two times that I went to my mercy seat and to the altar and I said, guys, I am in need of prayer right now. And as I finish preaching this sermon, I will be the first one to be at the altar. And if you could come and pray over me, boy, did I have the church coming over and pray over me? Yes. But when I was vulnerable and I said, I need prayer, I am weak, I am struggling. I was allowing them to minister to me. So when we are weak, when we are struggling, when we are broken, we also need to allow someone someone else to be stronger for us and to yeah. pray over us, to pray for us, to pray with us.
1: It's not good right at the beginning. It's not good for man to be alone. God created
2: us right. for community. That's, mm-hmm. right. That's why we need... Church is not building. Church is not to be done by ourselves. Church is us. Church yeah. is community. Yeah. This Christian life is not... Uh, For us to do by ourselves correct it's impossible
1: by yourself
0: that's
2: right
0: (laughs) absolutely well and and that and that's why you know uh in a roundabout way we do we do this we have these conversations um you know i i joke all the time i podcast not only here uh for work but also personally and i joke all the time this is this is as much for me as it is for who it goes out to you know it's as much about building the relationships uh here uh in, in our discussion as it is sh- then sharing that yeah.
2: uh and,
0: and and exactly like you said the, the the point of this going out is is hopefully this encourages and teaches uh not only listeners for themselves to grow in their prayer life and to be encouraged in their yeah. prayer life but also share in your prayer life yeah. that was one of the the biggest points i was going to make and i was i was so glad you 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 got there julio is that you know i have found often uh, how much I need others involved in my prayer life. U- ultimately, it is my relationship with God, sure. but so many have held me up over the years and built me up and kept me going. <clears throat> so we we can't get discount the power of the fellowship at, yeah. at, at all in this, um, and that'll that'll come into play into every conversation we have about these spiritual disciplines, but and as we've kind of already scratched the surface on they are spiritual discipline they do require that commitment that that continued involvement and investment um and i think we started out and that's where i'll i'll end it well is uh you know if you need that motivation to stay committed stay involved and get to prayer uh dwell on god turn to god dwell on him and who he is and the amazing things he has done uh, not only as creator, but as father and, and as provider, if you, if you spend enough time uh, focused and intent on God and who he is, you'll find yourself at the altar often. Yeah. And so turn to God uh, if you, if you need that, but uh, definitely remember to continue to grow in your prayer life. Uh, maybe <coughs> Excuse if you me. don't have one, uh, find a prayer partner. I know uh, again, if you're in the Augusta area, uh, Crock Church, uh, we would love to have you. We have plenty of prayers in our church. And so if you need someone to be with you, pray with you, man, do we have some people we could introduce you to. But uh, where wherever you find yourself uh, in listening to this, reach out, find a fellowship to belong to that can help you grow in your relationship with God. Uh, Julio, man, thanks so much again for, for joining us. You... I, you preach today, brother. I mean, good, <laughs> good. Uh, so don't be surprised when we invite you back on for another thing. We think you're an Absolutely. expert. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen. And, 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 and like you said earlier, I mean, you know, it's not necessarily expert. The, to, to be an expert in prayer shouldn't be the goal for anyone listening to this. Um, Julio, you were picked because your character yep. is such a reflection of your time spent in the presence of God. Yeah. And so, you know what what a testimony each and every one of us could strive for that we are known for our <clears throat> relationship with God. We shine as like we uh, Moses having spent time on the mountaintop with God. And so uh, there's not too many people that shine brighter than you, Julio. And so we are so glad to have you join us.
2: But can I can I just say one last thing? Absolutely. No, it, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> this is not I'm I'm not a super Christian. Yeah. Okay. I have my failures, I have my shortcomings. Just ask my wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she does outrank you, right? Just ask my daughter, ask my employees. I have my shortcomings, okay? Yeah. I'm not a super Christian. But once again, I love being in his presence. Yeah. And I want to encourage all our listening listeners. God God is calling you today at this moment for a relationship with him. God's calling you. He wants to reveal who he is to you. It's not about your mother's religion. It is not about your granny's religion or prayer or intimacy with God. It is about your connection, your relationship with God. So God is calling you to have intimacy with him. God is calling. Maybe someone is is listening to us right now, and they said, Oh, man, I, I recall when, I, when once I was a, a Christian, once I was a beloved, believer, and I used to experience the presence of God. Well, God is calling you to consecrate yourself to him right now. To go back to him right now. And to say, Lord, I depend on you. Lord, I give myself away to you and away to others. Have all that there is in me, Lord, like William Booth said, Lord, I give myself to you. God is calling you right now to intimacy, to relationship, to be connected with him. So, and I hope that you, as you listen to this podcast, that you will really respond to his calling, to belong to him, to be with him, to believe in him and to walk with him. I come to the garden alone. God is calling you beloved Amen. to go back and to walk with him, to talk with him and to be in his presence. God
0: bless. God bless. Wonderful stuff. Um, yeah. And to any of our listeners, again, if you want to keep the conversation going, um, we do have a Facebook Augusta Croc Church that you can, visit, or the Salvation Army Croc Center of Augusta. Uh, we'd love to to chat with you, keep this going. If you need prayer, message us, comment, let us know. We're here for you, uh, certainly. And so uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. And then Jonathan, if you want to close us out in prayer, we'll be back awesome. next week uh, talking about more spiritual disciplines. Absolutely. Let's
1: pray. Father, we, uh, I mean, how majestic is your name? Hello. You are mighty and amazing, mm-hmm. and we we are just in awe of what you've done, and not only in our own lives, but as we've seen you move in others. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father, may we continue to, to lean in uh, to what you have for us. May we continue to trust you more. Uh, may we continue to work on these uh, spiritual disciplines uh, yes, recognizing that it that it is not ritual it's about relationship it's about yes. knowing you deeper yes. uh, and in turn when we know you deeper we know ourselves more
2: hmm.
1: uh, for you are our great creator you know us more intimately than we know ourselves yes God. and so father be with us this day and father i do pray give us each one Today's love on in you. your name, amen.